six in the five oh five with more four one one for your third hour. Whoa, you never, you never. It's like old punk. Sixty four. That just cranked out for uh, two minutes and 25 seconds. <laughs> also uh, featuring Full Metal Jacket, if memory serves. So. Yeah, that is uh, right. Uh, I was thinking about Rudy and having a bird. That's uh, Rudy seems like a bird guy. He's, he, you know, although he's a dog guy, too. Yeah, it's true. Rudy, you better bring me one of those uh, one of those tennis balls for, for the whitefish, okay? I mean, I know, I'm, I, don't, I, know I don't qualify because I, I'm involved with the station, but uh, I, I'm going to take advantage of that free tennis ball. My golden retriever needs her. Needs her free free tennis ball. Next time I see you, Rudy, I expect to, oh, he, to, to he's receive, on the back. He's, to he's receive out, that he's, tennis ball. He's out fetching your uh, your tennis ball right there now. You go, there you go. Well, she'll she'll chase after it. The Goldens <laughs> will retrieve anything. I mean, any anything within reason. They were bred in Scotland 150 years ago to jump out of boats and go pick up ducks in cold Scottish water and bring them back to the master. So it is fascinating to read uh, the wide array of dog breeds and. Oh. Uh, just uh, just like how they came into being. It, it, and they haven't been around that long. It's I mean, most of these dog breeds that you see nowadays, that's less than 100 years. Uh, absolutely. And like, you can, you can have that like, radical a change. you got the Labradoodle. Oh, right? that's a very oh, big thing a, now. Yeah, I, a, yeah. You know, that shows that you have uh, $3,000 laying around and you like to pick up poop. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, I, I actually encountered a couple months ago, and I'm in Corrales with all the dogs every morning. They're putting me... In the poorhouse, because all those rich SOBs don't mind me buying treats for all their dogs, they earn more in you know in a week than I earn in a year. But they have no problem me buying all the treats for their dogs. Well, um, since I, we're talking about dogs, you could actually say the word bitches. Oh, yeah, true. Yes, because a female dog is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, son of a. All right, yes. and that's not, um, But anyway, not I encountered bad. a uh, boorbull, which is a <laughs> South African. The Boers, of course, you know the, the oh, Boer yeah, War. Very familiar. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, B O E R B O E. I think it is yes, yeah. and these were bred to fight lions. <laughs> okay, oh, wow. now the the, the boars in 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 the southern tip of Africa there, you know, mm. it was a rough place. Yeah, so they are massive. They I yeah. think they, they can get as high as is it? Uh, uh, they go up to two hundred pounds. The males can go up to two hundred pounds. Wow. And um, this guy's Gus, and he's the friendliest little oh. guy you've ever met. And he he gave me a giant lick on the face and got. This is why people like me who grew up with dogs and grew up in nature and grew up on farms. We're not really intimidated by the Rona because we've been around a lot of yucky stuff in our lives. You know, we've we've been on licked by dogs, and you know, we've gone out and cleaned up roadkill and out of the orchard and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's it's you know, it's 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 good for immune system. You want to give your immune system a workout, uh, which is why I'm in Corrales with all the dogs every morning. But um, yeah, the the boar bull, the South African mastiff, is a magnificent beast. Um, but uh, you you gotta you gotta have a lot of property and a lot of high energy to deal with those guys. Um, they're even more energetic than my my golden retrievers. I think we should have a third hour where you're just dedicated to talking about dogs and uh, I, I could your do experience. It. You, there's no doubt. I was I gonna just let it. you go. I, I could you know, do you it. got a case of that Mississippi <laughs> leg. It's best just to let him finish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. I can. I, can talk I don't know about this uh, hamburger <laughs> helper. This does pretty good <laughs> on its right. own. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. I. Uh, had a different song I wanted to start with, but I thought I'd give the uh, the big push over at Petland a little bit more of a push. So that's where Rudy's going to be. We're going to check in a couple more times uh, with him. Uh, Sounds with, like a uh, fun place over there. I've never been, but I, I will be going now for certain. The place is the zoo. Hey, they're all animals over there. <laughs> Having such a crazy time. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm not even sure if you knew this or not. Oh, uh, Labradoodles are $1,900. From, someone's trying to sell me one. Uh, also, African-German shepherd ears. I've only been around since the 1900s. Uh, my phone is messing up. I meant German Shepherds. I didn't know. German Shepherds, I thought they'd been around for a longer period of time. I know what? the Rottweiler's been around since the Roman time. We better get off this dog crazy. thing. This could go all night. The wiener dog was bred for to hunt weasels. <laughs> I've got multiple things yeah. that are uh, coming through. Uh, let's just talk about the real dog here in the state of New Mexico. His name, Bill Richardson. Oh, boy. Yeah, here we go. He's accused of raking in hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes and kickbacks to fund the debauched lifestyles, including sexual services and favors. Well, um, we'll give you the uh, takeaway. Look, look at you breaking out the. Uh, I've got the. I've what got, what the, you got there? The complaint itself. This is the fifty-seven the, pages. The pleading. Of the ugliness. Um, and they, you know, as you said, Eddie, they did issue a press release. The the, the attorney behind this. So yep. they did want it to be public information. It's not like they were trying to cover up anything. Yeah, the presser. They said uh, MLG not responsible, so not affiliated. Although she was accused of groping. She's, she's caused plenty of other problems. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've got more than enough blame for her on other issues. The scandal plagued a former governor of New Mexico, who Virginia Robbins claimed she had underage sex with on Jeffrey Epstein's orders 
has been dragged into the muckety-muck once again. Career politician Bill Richardson has been accused of raking in hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes, kickbacks while in office. By the way, this is in the Daily Mail, the seventh largest publication in the world. Money which allegedly funded a luxury and debauched lifestyle, including sexual services and favors, according to a recently unsealed legal complaint obtained by Daily Mail. Hmm. The obtaining of that is so interesting <laughs> as well. According to the lawsuit, Richardson ran a scam dubbed the Richardson Ring, which saw the one-time governor benefiting from money he grafted from business investments into the same New Mex- in the state of New Mexico in the early 2000s. Now, it should be stated, uh, and quite explicitly, that this is an old pleading. Um, but that has recently uh, been revived, yep. uh, if you will, back in uh, May. According to the report, the greedy politician lined his own pockets with cash, used some money to fund his political campaigns and organizations, and also enjoyed very lavish meals, wine, liquor, as well as travel and entertainment. I don't know where that uh, that I don't know where that accent keeps coming in, but it finds <laughs> itself uh, in this story for some very reason. <laughs> the legal filing claims Richardson, 72, served as governor of New Mexico from January 1st, 2003. Through December 31st of uh, 2010. Um, and during that time, he was the chairman of the State Advancement Council. That is incorrect. Incorrect information. Uh, that was uh, Gary Bland. And then in 2010, it was uh, he was succeeded. He's also named in the pleading, if I'm not mistaken. Is Bland named in that pleading over there? Uh, Evan Land, Stephen Moyes. Moise. Moise, I'm sorry. Uh, Bruce Brown, Peter Frank, Charles Woolman, and Hector Baldetta. Hector, Hector. In addition to, of course, Mr. Richardson. Yeah, uh, Mr. Richardson. Richardson's alleged pay-to-play scheme was exposed by a man called Frank Foy, made public in unsealed court documents in uh, January of 2009. That's how old yeah. this is. Uh, We're still dealing with this, folks, and it's a real thing. resulting public scandal forced the SIC to begin investigating kickbacks in the state investment business. Richardson himself, now in a civil action, filed in Bernalillo County. In May, but only unsealed last week, it's alleged that Richardson oversaw a sophisticated cover-up of the scheme. The lawsuit claims that the governor was also able to place his trusted operatives in state government jobs to cover up his wrongdoing. This goes back that far, folks. The documents allege Richardson installed several key allies into the SIC to help cover his tracks and thwart any corruption probe. The filing states so far, the defendants have succeeded in covering up Bill Richardson's wrongdoing. To date, upon information and belief, Bill Richardson has managed to evade being deposed under oath and about his graft. It added that Governor Bill Richardson controlled the hiring of all state employees in the executive branch he used to control to carry out corruption and cover it up. The suit also and the paperwork states is brought up on behalf of the state of New Mexico, Frank Foy Casey, under the Fraud Against Taxpayers Act, also known as the Key TAM, and seeks damages from Richardson and several of his alleged cohorts to repay the state and the money they allegedly took. The allegations will bring yet more unwanted attention on Richardson at a very interesting time, no less. When approached for a comment by the Daily Mail, Richardson's office responded, the lawsuit is ludicrous and unfounded. The allegations are baseless and politically motivated. And that's where our story really takes a turn for the verse. All right, so I posed the question to you on Friday, and you're welcome to call in if you want to ask me any question, literally, at this point. I'm totally fine with it. I told you about um, something called the State Investment Council. Who here is familiar with the State Investment Council? Almost nobody. What have you heard about it? Would you know that the State Investment Council is the third largest sovereign wealth fund in the entire country? It is also the 33rd largest in the world. There's a reason why people are attracted to the state of New Mexico. There's a reason why Mr. Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, is attracted to the state of New Mexico. Or was, since he no longer is. Is that case? Expired, one way or the other. Um, I posted something today on my Facebook page, and I wanted to read something to you. Not in Jeffrey Epstein's words, because they're too hard to decipher in the audio recording that was attained to go ahead and read the following quote. But I want to relay something to each and every one of you. And some of you have probably wondered, well, you know what, is he just buying a vacation home? What the hell is Jeffrey Epstein uh, doing here? Uh, I've contacted a number of his people who he's worked with, some of which said that uh, Jeffrey Epstein was a nice person and they would like to not be contacted. I've talked to people who worked at the ranch uh, specifically. I talked with them. Uh, Their phones are now dead. They're no longer uh, answering. Uh, So people are moving quickly against this. They don't want this uh, corruption to come out. But here's the quote from Jeffrey Epstein, okay? And I'm going to read it slowly. And there's a couple of, like, rich parts in here that I really want you to think about, okay? As far as, I'm, as, far as I know, uh, there was no entertainment grounds. There wasn't anything really done outside. Uh, the property was 33,333 square feet. Uh, we can't locate the, uh, the, the, 
the plans from Bradbury and Stam, nor from anybody else, uh, to, to be for that matter. You can't pull them up from the uh, city of Santa Fe uh, either. So there's, and generally speaking, from the planning departments, you can get and attain right. that type of information. Sure. But there's nothing like that. We've talked about Les Wexner's house. Uh, it was uh, very interesting from the testimony that came from Maria Farmer and some of the, the uh, information that was released that we've uh, been sharing with you. That Maria Farmer had testified that there was a 10,000 square foot underground chamber uh, where her and various other people would uh, go to in Les Wexner's house. Now, reason why Les Wexner is so incredibly important is he is the head of the uh, mafia snake uh that's the jewish mafia and that would be the mega group and he was leading all that he is also the person who personally let's just say in a figurative way bankrolled mm. he gave a gift to jeffrey epstein every single year he gave him the property in uh, new york for a dollar he gave him another property for him somewhere else for a dollar and from all uh, intensive purposes that we can understand here, uh, Jeffrey Epstein got off with a very hot real estate deal. And there's a reason why this stuff happened, and I'm going to start alluding to it, because the uh, State Investment Council, uh, please follow me as much as you possibly can, and feel free to ask any questions, 550-5500. Did I forward my phone? <sighs> People like that Cousin Eddie reference from Vacation, by the way. Best just let him finish. <laughs> Crapper's fool. He actually used a different word. Uh, let's see. Okay, there we go. By the way, uh, I did change my... Did I tell you I changed my bio on my uh, on my Facebook today? Okay. It said, Rock of Talk, Maverick Pundit, Influencer, Futurist, Order, Noodle. And, quote, unquote, I did not commit suicide with an American... <laughs> <laughs> oh, smart to get out ahead of that. Yeah, right. yeah Well, since we do have the apostomist... Uh, um, Suicide a, letter from uh, Jeffrey Epstein. We had a uh, uh, studio today before the show began who was a really brave person fighting the establishment. Oh, he's, I mean, he's swinging for the fence. I tell you, you know, oh, I wish I could say things, but I mean, uh, it's, uh, and we actually had a discussion about corruption. I talked about fighting the, the, the establishment in Connecticut and Nevada, and it's really, I've never run across a, a corrupt establishment like New Mexico's. It's, uh, well, Mexico. it's unique, unique. And as you say, I mean, $28 billion in that, that kitty, um, it's uh, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting it's, it, it, it attracts a lot of buzzing. It's a honeypot with a lot of a lot of it's buzzing. A lot of kitty litter. And you know, it's funny. I was gonna I was writing a study. I used scoop to it out. Uh, I used to work for a, a phony baloney think tank. It's not a real think tank, but I was uh, putting a study together um, about New Mexico's permanent fund. Yeah. Uh, and and New Mexico's not the only state with a permanent fund, but. What, what constitutes the permanent fund? Will you tell the listeners? Yeah, I mean, basically the two major components of our permanent fund are the land-grant permanent fund. Basically, when we became a state, the federal government gave the, the, the state government control of these various blocks of land throughout the Sierra state. Sierra or Muerte. You know, and, of course, the state uses that mostly oil and gas. But, you know, they do things like rent billboards on some of this property. So they, they have multiple income streams coming out of that. Obviously, real, real energy is the major contributor. And then in the 70s, early 70s, they set up what's called the severance tax permanent fund. So they uh. have special energy-related tax and so they sit on this huge pot of money that comes in, and some of that money, you know, the annual dividends and income makes its way into the state budget. It funds a little bit of the state budget, but mostly they just sit on it, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger uh, every single year. But I, was, I started to do a study, Eddie, on this. It was really interesting how many very successful states, states that are growing, booming even. So I looked at Tennessee, uh, Florida. A lot of states don't have permanent funds. They don't no. need them. They have growing economies. Right. They attract people to there. They don't. They don't. Maybe, maybe corruption is part of this. Like we don't want to sit around and, and, and empower politicos with thirty billion dollars. You know, we, that money should be the uh, the people of the state should have that money in their private homes. Um, so uh, it doesn't seem like the permanent fund is a path to wealth. But if you talk to the New Mexico establishment, this is our our backup plan. You know, we've got to preserve the permanent fund. A lot of conservatives, frankly, uh, say, "Oh, this is wonderful." We know this is, no, it really isn't wonderful. It it's a it's kind of a fallback provision for a state that can't seem to get into gear and move forward with building a private sector economy because we always have that permanent fund. And when worse comes to worse, we can always fall back on that fund. Um, the best thing I think we could do in New Mexico is get rid, liquidate that permanent fund. I think we eliminate the state income tax and do other things. We use the money to, p to pay off that uh, those policy changes. Um, it, clearly, clearly, the politics and I would argue corruption, we've had multiple lawsuits on this front regarding the money in that kitty um, it's not been good for the state. And, and, and the full truth of it, as this new lawsuit that was filed in May and has, was unsealed a couple of weeks ago, yeah, refiled. Uh, we still don't know 
the truth of this, going back to the Richardson era. So, um, so, so let me get back to the top of the the, the, the point, which dovetails nicely into what uh, Dow just explained, which is why the hell, why the F was Jeffrey Epstein here? Mm-hmm. FFF. Mm-hmm. Why? What the hell is that man doing here in our backyard? We're a poor state. There's better places to go, ostensibly, given his proclivity for uh, more yacht, golf, country club-oriented affairs than here. Yeah. I think we got one private golf club in the entire city. Why not Malibu? Why yeah. not? Why, 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 why New Mexico? Well, it all ties back to that number. The State Investment Council has $28 billion. Billion, as in the billions. Para, eight or $10 billion. Uh, New Mexico uh, inter, uh, Education and Retirement Board right. has $8 billion. You have a total of $46 uh, billion total. Okay, Now, no one's talking about this, least of all politicians, Okay, because a lot of these guys are tied into this. They can uh, all be traced into this some way, somehow. Why? This uh, essentially turns into a bit of a slush fund for the political campaigns and primarily for Democrats. Uh, New Mexico is poor by design. We can literally show our work and show you where the money is going, and we not only can show you, we will show you. So the quote is this. This is from Jeffrey Epstein. Okay? I'm going to read it slowly, and I'm going to read it slowly again. No. No. You may have misunderstood. I said I never sort of went after money. I don't think about money in that sense. I think now all I am saying is once you have wealth, you have to think about your life. One of the biggest issues is if you have too much money, most likely you won't miss it if some is taken from you. Pay attention. Point one there. That's very important, which is in fact security concerns. And this is the reason I have always been private and wisely so. Point two is as you become known as a philanthropist or in giving away money, then you become the perfect victim of fraud and identity theft. Point three. Not sure where that sound is coming from. Do you have something coming through here? Fix it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, was, I was getting a transcript of, of your comments, and the audio was not turned on. Oh, okay. Of Jeffrey's comments, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. You want to hear him say it instead of me? <laughs> yeah. I have always been private and wisely so. If so, you become known as a philanthropist or in giving away money, then you become the perfect victim a fraud and identity theft. I realize what I am. I'm very comfortable in my own skin. I'm not a helicopter pilot. What I'm really free to do is I feel free to follow my own personality. All right? As we discussed yesterday, Jeffrey continued, I can't be totally wacko in what I do. It affects lots of other people who will get angry with what I do because then it affects me again. But on my own island or on my own ranch, I can think the thoughts I want to think. People would always call me. People would always call me. I repeat, people would always call me and say, could you come look at my problems? Could you come see my situation and tell me what you think? People would always call me and say, could you come look at my problems? Could you come and see my situation and tell me what you think? And so I started Jeffrey Epstein and Company, I think in 1982 or 1983. And I said, I would only take you if you had a billion dollars or more. I'm going to leave that there. We're going to check on weather and traffic very quickly with Rudy Grande. Hold that thought. Uh, Rudy Grande, let's go. All right. I think we should put things together. We're going to go and start with the weather. Great week ahead. Mid-80s all days. No chance of rain till the weekend. Right now at Intel, it's 70 degrees, 68 at the National Hispanic Cultural Center, and it's 69 at the Rock of Talk. All right. Looks like they're trying to clear up an accident. This is on Montgomery. It's going to be on the eastbound side of Montgomery, right in front of the Loveless Woman's Hospital there. So uh, we'll call that before uh, San Mateo. They should have everything out of your way, if not now, in the next few minutes. And it looks like they did clear the problem. It was frontage road eastbound. Uh, between 4th Street and University, the drive is starting to pick itself back up after clearing an accident at University. Well, we are at Petland today. I've got to tell you, this is just such a fun place. They've got all kinds of great animals here. And, you know, a lot of people are looking at the birds, but more people are looking at the hamsters right now. 
you buy the hamster cage and you get the, the uh, stuff that goes with it, you're also going to get the hamster for free. So that's a great offer. And again, oh. I notice a lot of little girls are liking those snakes. You know, they're right. The girls like them more than the guys. Come on by. Make sure and bring your kids with you. Petland on Ventura and Paseo del Norte. And with that, you're up to date. Now, let's dive into the Rock of Talk. Six twenty-seven. Music of Andrew W. K. Great music, actually. Have a killer party and party. That's uh, that's it. That's yeah, I've seen his buddies like to party, didn't they? They really did. In fact, that's how they refer to Zorro Ranch. <sighs> refer to Zorro Ranch as Victoria's Secrets Ranch. Mm. Why? Well, that's where Les Wexner sent uh, a lot of ladies on the plains, along with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. I haven't looked up. Is Les Wexner still alive? Yes. Okay. Because he's no kid. I mean, he's he's, he's got to be in the 80s by now, probably. Uh, I think he's, what, 82? Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, and he is the uh, head of L Brands. He tried to unload it. Uh, 83, excuse me. Okay. Just had a, a birthday, September 8th, uh, from Dayton, uh, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, there you go. Uh, did not get married until uh, 1993, so. Uh, hey, there's hope for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, there's I'll, I'll joke aside, uh, of course. Um, uh so, as I read that to you, and and you were you're listening, there's a couple of points that I wanted to sort of in Jeffrey Epstein in his own words mm. is sort of coming up. Is once you have wealth, you have to think about your life. Okay, that means Jeffrey Epstein did not have to think about his life. Jeffrey Epstein did not have wealth. Jeffrey Epstein took wealth from other people, other knowing because he says, you won't miss some of it that's taken from you. Mm-hmm. He knew that your pay-in would be $22 million. Your buy-in, whether you be a Hollywood actor, whether you be an athlete, whether you be a politician, whether you be whomever you happen to be, you have to have something to value. And I will not talk to you unless you're a billionaire, because you won't be able to, you, you will have no problem parting ways with 2.2% of your wealth, which is $22 million. Okay? That's the way this works. This turns into a pyramid scheme. Uh, let me describe it a little bit more abstractly and skeleton-wise. Why New Mexico? Well, we have the Sovereign Wealth Fund. We have the State Investment Council. All that money is there. Now, this is so incredibly sophisticated that there's impossible for me to communicate all the details on radio. We have so much information of the various components, but I will contend this, and I'll go back to my notes, Okay. And this is important because I put this out there, I believe on, did I, did I read the scheme on Friday? Yes. Friday, did I? Yeah. Okay. I just want to. The suicide note? The suicide note. So I want to take this point, given Jeffrey Epstein's word, to read this suicide note. Jeffrey Epstein's suicide note. Here's how it all worked. And we go back to the financial crisis of 2007 and 2008. Now, before I read this in full, there was some really good information that was shared by a very good reporter um, who was talking about how Wall Street essentially covered up all of Jeffrey Epstein. They knew that they needed to. They had to. They had really no choice, folks, in all of this. The man's name is Sangar Agenti. And this is basically unraveling how Wall Street, Wall Street, this was just a few days ago, and all this stuff is happening sort of serendipitously, how Wall Street banks covered for Jeffrey Epstein. Listen to just a uh, little bit of this. Well, I know there are 42 days until the election, but there is so much going on in our political world right now, and that the country is literally rotting from the inside out. But to be honest, there isn't a lot about that that I have to say today that we won't say already. Instead, it is time to return to a story I promised you all I would stay on top of, and that the circumstances of how the now-deceased pedophile Jeffrey Epstein was able to operate a child sex trafficking ring for decades by ensnaring, co-opting, and working in league with some of the most powerful people in the world. The Epstein case often moves in fits and starts. Largely, we're at the mercy of an opaque criminal justice system where the case against Epstein's alleged madam, Ghislaine Maxwell, continues to grind on and is sure for years to come to continue to do so. 
But we've learned some new things from that case, though not even close to what we were really promised. But the new information that spurred me to update you all on this today comes not from that, but from a little-noticed legal proceedings based upon three very interesting news reports which seen in concert together begin to reveal the depths of what we're really doing here. The first, as I mentioned, is this little-noticed legal filing in the U.S. Virgin Islands, where Epstein is alleged to have engaged in some of his most heinous crimes. Now, the top prosecutor of the U.S. Virgin Islands is seeking more than 20 years of manifests, flight manifests, from Epstein's entire fleet, which, according to the Mirror, has stirred, quote, panic among the many of the rich and famous. But it's not just the flight logs that have them panicking. The top prosecutor is also seeking, quote, complaints or reports of potential suspicious conduct and any personal notes written by pilots who observed Epstein and those who flew on his plane. Now, the flight logs and the manifest would provide one of the clearest pictures yet of exactly whom among the rich and famous cavorted with Epstein. It could lead to some interesting anecdotes, but ultimately it doesn't serve our project. Our project is not just to know exactly who was involved, but to target the power structures that covered for him, whom he ensnared, who was complicit in enabling him, and in exploring exactly what they got out of it too. That's where new revelations from the incredible Broken Seeking Justice podcast come into play. We're going to have the host of that podcast here on the show sometime in the near future, but one of the details that they reported is simply too important to keep from you. That is that one-time personal chef for Epstein, Adam Perry Lang, is now cooperating with the FBI as to what exactly he saw while he worked for the pedophile between 1999 and 2003. All right, I want to pause there. Now, he said something that he made him come forward made him come forward there's no pressure right now jeffrey epstein's dead Glenn mm -hmm. maxwell's locked up what kind of pressure what kind of immense pressure would the royals be feeling would the people who were involved in the uh, financial intricate uh, uh, corrupt intricacies of what they ensnared wall street and the various places well what, where's the pressure coming from that's a really important component to all of us because, believe it or not, folks, this is an active crime scene that continues to be very fluid, and it does not run out to 20 till, until 2035 to 2040. Because this involves Wall Street. This involves the mega group. This involves not billions. This involves trillions of dollars. This is at the very center of what we're all dealing with. And as I've told you before, with the mega bankers, the Rothschilds, the Mossad, the uh, Jewish, uh, if you will, uh, power structure is really at the height of all of this. There's some very important people, many of which you know, many of which are household names with you. We'll be talking about here in the coming days and weeks. Of particular note to our story in this regard is that Lang is known to have flown on at least two occasions on the same plane as Britain's Prince Andrew who, according to U.K. media, is apparently facing quite a bit of heat from this revelation, given that federal prosecutors will have even more insight into detail of Andrew's knowledge or complicity of his actions and raises the stakes even higher if he were to ever cave to international pressure and to answer questions under oath to FBI investigators. Now let's uh, just throw out the FBI. They're worthless completely in every way, shape, and form. Is that correct, uh, Doubt? You know, it was interesting. Uh, Anybody who grabs information within the FBI, uh, they might as well just give it directly to the source because the FBI has been corrupted. Go ahead. Uh, no, just this morning I was listening to, uh, I think it might have, actually it might have been this afternoon, listening to Sean Hannity on KIVA here, uh, talking to James O'Keefe of Project Veritas right. on the voter fraud thing. And he said something about, oh, I was, I was either told to go to the FBI or the FBI approached me, and I kind of held back because... What we now know about how incredibly compromised the FBI is, it has its own agenda. So as we're going to air on this stuff, this is going to sound strange, but don't be alarmed. Fox News has just put out several cities reporting 911 outages. Okay, I'm on air. Uh, will somebody text me back and tell me if you can hear me live on air? want to know. Just say uh, yay or nay. That's sort of a curious thing, right? Hmm. Why would we have 911 outages in multiple cities at this point? Something hmm. else to consider. Remember, it's fluid. This is in real time, 636 here in the Kiva. 
So as this stuff is happening, we're talking about this stuff. You're here. Uh, this is NBC New York 22 minutes ago. Nationwide reports of 911 system outages. Cause not immediately clear. Isn't that strange? That doesn't just happen. Okay. Everything that is happening, literally everything that is happening is not through chance. It is direct. It is through cause. It is because it is by design. Believe it or not, we are masters of our own fate right now, okay? So just continue to listen. This is more of Sagar Agenti. I'll get to uh, unraveling how Wall Street Bank's covered for Jeffrey Epstein. So as you can hear this, this information that's coming through, and I want to remind you, uh, at no time am I interested in suicide, uh, nor will he commit it. I did not commit suicide should something happen to me. We'll continue uh, uh, down this path. So, <clears throat> and I think uh, Penal uh, County... Uh, looks like uh, Dallas, Phoenix. I'm getting multiple, uh, multiple reports. Uh, yeah, just all 911. Isn't that interesting how uh, 911 is all going down just everywhere? <laughs> the night before the election? Oh, Washoe, Washo, Wild Town, Wild County in uh, Reno. Yeah, Nevada. Hmm, I wonder, wonder what's afoot here. wonder if uh, someone's... This, uh, some information has escaped the, uh, escaped the asylum all of a and sudden. These towns are not before. close to each other. Minnesota, Tucson, <laughs> Reno, these are hundreds if not thousands of miles away from each other. Uh. That is actually what I'm most interested in. What did the prince know and when did he know about it? The prince was here in 2003. He was here with Richardson. He was also here in 2001. The prince is a good, Prince Andrew is a good friend of Sir Richard Branson. That's correct. The marketer. And uh, Prince Andrew uh, quit, I think, uh, the military back in uh, 2001 to go out on his uh, worldwide web of whatever. They're directly connected uh, to the Rothschilds. Uh, in fact, it was Ghislaine Maxwell uh, who grew up with uh, Sarah Ferguson, and uh, they are good friends with Lynn Forrester, the Rothschild, uh, as well. Married into Lynn the Lynn Forrester, the Rothschild, yeah, third marriage. Uh, Lynn Forrester, the Rothschild, is... Practically best friends with one Hillary Rodham Clinton. Does anybody ever think about how... Deep, deep connections there. You know. Yeah, how, how Lynn Forrester, the Rothschild, uh, got directly connected to Hillary Rodham Clinton, and uh, how quickly and by what way, and how that got gets connected to Sir... Well, I almost called him a Sir... Uh, to Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, that was through Lynn Forrester, the Rothschild. Member of the... Advisor on the uh, Secretary of Energy... Uh, close personal friends with Lawrence Samuelson, uh, a.k.a. Larry Summers, uh, director of the uh, Treasury under Hillary, excuse me, under Bill Clinton. Uh, he's the one who made the formal introduction of Bill Clinton to none other than Jeffrey Epstein. About it. What did the palace know about what the prince knew? And when did they know about it? And at what point did they actively start a media spin campaign in order to keep the prince's name out of the press? And at what point did the media start listening? Those are the questions that, again, take us to the real heart of the matter, what is, which is discovering what sickness lays at the heart of our system, which enabled all of this for so long. And it's that latter question which actually brings me to something we briefly touched on yesterday's show, a new bombshell BuzzFeed news investigation into the world's largest banks, revealing that they routinely engage in criminal behavior and are let off scot-free by the very regulators tasked with keeping them in line. It's only after reading that story that I really came to understand the scale of a system that enabled Epstein. It's every bit as nefarious and scary as I imagined. Now, what's really interesting about Sagar here is, as S-A-A-G-A-R, is he doesn't even understand what he's stumbled upon. Sagar is completely bewildered. He can talk about it uh, much like you can talk about what are the parts of the body. But he doesn't. he's not the surgeon. He's not the one that's going to come in and tell you, you know, what's ailing the heart, the lungs, uh, you know, uh, how are the veins, the skeletal tissue, the, you know, the other tissues. He doesn't understand any of that. The only people who know it are the people who are directly involved in all of this and a few other people. The story from BuzzFeed details exactly how banks like J.P. Morgan, HSBC, Standard Charter, Deutsche Bank, and Bank of New York Mellon are able to move money around for suspected or known criminals while paying very little price for doing so. Even when the bank's own employees and U.S. government regulators know that something nefarious is going on inside the bank. BuzzFeed writes, quote, the networks through which dirty money traverse the world have become vital arteries of the global economy. They enable a shadow financial system so wide ranging and so unchecked it has become inextricable from the so-called legitimate economy. 
Now, the investigation does not mention Epstein. It talks about oligarchs and criminals and despots and drug cartel members and more. But what it really does is reveal the exact and broader nature of the system that enabled Epstein for so long. It answers the question, perhaps, of where exactly he got his money from. And it answers a bigger question that I've had all, had all along. How in the hell did Wall Street enable him for so long? Recall a previous radar I did here examining New York State's fines against Deutsche Bank for knowingly keeping Epstein as a client despite knowing his criminal predilections for seeking him out as a client despite his bad reputation, for failing to report that his advisors sought to withdraw millions of dollars in cash, and for enabling multiple payoffs that he sent to alleged victims across the world for private legal settlements. So we'll leave it there, and uh, we'll read the um, suicide note, at least the first part. Okay? And uh, I alluded to this already, or read it uh, on Friday. I will read it yet again. Press release, Jeffrey Epstein's suicide note, final financial crisis of 2007-2008, Bear Stearns, including Chalfy, Tannen, high-grade structure securities, high-grade structure strat uh, strategies, and enhanced leverage funds tied directly to one Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. In a 2009 lawsuit brought against Mr. Tannen portfolio managers of Bear Stearns investment funds, the FBI identified major investor number one in those funds as none other than Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. Bear Stearns, who he worked for, had worked for, and maybe still worked for, right up until the time of his death, actually couldn't have because it uh, folded in 2008, were at the heart of the 2007-2008 financial crisis. Kofi Tannen oversaw two of the most risky subprime mortgage-based derivative CDOs and highly leveraged funds on Wall Street. Epstein, chairman and director of $6.7 billion in something called Liquid Funding LTD, acted as the feeder fund for Bear Stearns, incorporated in Bermuda, <clears throat> Liquid funding made use of exotic instruments, synthetic, synthetic CDOs, squared CDOs, to take advantage of accounting practices that allowed, listen closely, for those of you who are fans of uh, margin call and um, the big short, that allowed debt to be removed from the balance sheets and hidden in offshore accounts. I almost feel like we need to play that one part, the structured layer portion, uh, oh, doubt. Yes. Do you remember that, yes, where he's remember, explaining yeah. everything? And, yeah. and even uh, three-quarters of the movie audience was still bewildered because they didn't understand what was actually happening right there. <laughs> Mr. Epstein became a material witness, listen closely, in the FBI's 2009 case against Mr. Tannen to attain a plea deal and unrelated trail for soliciting sex from teenage masseuses at his Palm Beach mansion. Reduced sentence to 18 months. He, he served, served most of that time outside, outside daily. Unbelievable of a uh, cell, because he was worth more alive than dead, and he needed to be out there. Mr. Epstein became a material witness at question who actually drove the trading strategy at Bear Stearns' high-grade funds. Was it Matthew Tannen, our major investor in Jeffrey Epstein through liquid funding? The mortgage-backed securities contained these funds. They were deemed toxic with the collapse of the subprime market. The funds retained little to no value. In the purchase of Bear Stearns, the Federal Reserve Bank, Listen closely. You might remember this from the bailout. Created a holding company, Maiden Lane LLC. And J.P. Morgan borrowed $29 billion from that directly. Capital from FRBNY would be used to purchase Bear Stearns' toxic mortgage-backed securities. Epstein was the beneficiary directly of the Maiden Lane bailout, where holders of the toxic securities were reimbursed $0.100 cents per dollar, including Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. To drive the CDO market, investment banks like BS needed, Bear Stearns needed a continuous supply of new mortgages to come into the market, here came Santa Fe's own Thornburg Investment Management, a real estate broker, which experimented a meteoric rise during the subprime era. Thornburg is tied to something called Seneca Gemini Rosemont, which has ties directly to Chris Hines, yes, of Teresa Hines Carey, and Biden, yes, Hunter Biden, families through BGK Properties, which was the largest commercial real estate holder in the state of New Mexico and now is headquartered in Los Angeles. So the inextricable link between Epstein and New Mexico... Ninety-three, he purchased land, 8,000 acres, for his now infamous Zorro Ranch, which has never been seized. From them, sitting Governor Bruce King. At that moment, Jeffrey Epstein has had his hands on the politics of New Mexico, as it pertains to New Mexico's bond market. New Mexico's rich in natural resources, the natural gas and oil, of course, has one of the largest sovereign funds, $28 billion, 33rd largest in the, in the world, third largest in the country, the permanent endowment fund, worth billions of dollars. From the moment Epstein came to New Mexico as he had active funding in the campaigns of only Democrat politicians, Gary King, no New Mexico politician has benefited more, of course, than the aforementioned Bill Richardson. 
Mr. Epstein contributed well beyond the legal limits to various candidates. Jeffrey Epstein's influence goes beyond political donations. He will be the he might be the architect of Bill Richardson's now infamous pay to play scheme and the creation of the one point six billion dollar grip transportation program that relied on the bond market. Companies such as CDR Financial, JP Morgan, UBS, and RBC awarded the majority of those $1.6 billion in bond contracts. All were major contributors to the Democrat Governors Association, of which Richardson campaign was the head of, as well as CISEPUEDA and Moving America Forward. Mr. Epstein's influence can be seen in the people he brought with him to New Mexico. Anthony Correra, his son Mark Correra, of which case the FOI uh, pleading that came out, it said that Richardson was run by, it said beginning in, in 2004, Bill Richardson selected Hector Balderas, finances, political advancement, and money from Richardson's pay-to-play, putting money from Mark and Anthony Correra in their companies. In 2006, Balderas was elected a state auditor because of the money Balderas received from the Richardson ring. Richardson could count on Balderas not to expose the corruption, while Balderas served as state auditor and later as attorney general. I'm reading directly from the uh, Freud um, uh, PR. And it is stated that uh, Richardson was run by the Correras. Was that not correct? On uh, I'm trying to look for that piece. Yep. See if I can find that. I don't actually think that, just so you know. I don't think that, and there's a reason why. Beyond donations to CSEP Weather, Moving America Forward by the major bonding institutions doing business in New Mexico, placement agencies also were involved in kicking back a percentage of the fees. All this stuff is history, okay? It's all stuff that you can read about. Uh, Spaceport New Mexico included Jeffrey Epstein, Richard Branson, Bill Richardson. The spaceport has never been profitable. Virgin Galactic has never fulfilled on its promise to deliver space lights from the faci- flights from the facility. Excuse me. In fact, Virgin Galactic has only built two separate aircraft to date, one of which was destroyed in California. The beneficiary from the public-private venture has been Richard Branson directly. In fact, he continues to call the shots to this very day. So why was New Mexico selected in any or all of this? Well, there are sites that are globally better suited for spaceflight. Take, for example... The airspace restrictions in place down in southern New Mexico, right around the uh, Virgin Galactic. Due to multiple air bases and a White Sands missile test site, there are ceilings on how high you can fly. We've only flown as high as 55 miles. The ceiling to space is 62. New Mexico had Jeffrey Epstein, who was connected to Branson and to Bill Richardson. Epstein brokered the deal to create the spaceport in the uh, financial underpinnings. It's worth noting that New Mexico's spaceport was built using something called bonds of which there isn't a single bond that the state of New Mexico doesn't approve of or like. So, the key TAM, this is, uh, to this point, this is uh, newfound information. Several lawsuits have been uh, in what you heard about at the top of the hour uh, that is now getting play on the Drudge Report, Daily Mail. Uh, there's a few other websites. Who else has picked that up, if you can yeah, say? That's, this thing is just rifling through the Internet right now. Drudge Report, Daily Mail... I guarantee you tonight it will not be on any of the local news channels. Oh, no. no, no you guys will not hear a single damn thing about any of this stuff. Nope. Not, not okay? I mean, they're going to bury this as far as they possibly can. The investigative reporters have told, been told to bury this. The editorial boards on each of the local news uh, uh, channels have been told to bury this. They're going to say that there is nothing but nothing here. Folks, we're so far ahead of this that I have all the information that uh, account for up to 570 slides, uh, probably somewhere between, I don't know, Two to 3,000 pages of documents. I don't even know the Word documents uh, that, that have come in. A New York the, Post picked it up, so that's good news. The Post has yeah, it now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so this About thing has literally, just since this morning when it hit, it hit this morning at 9.30 a.m., which is closing time out in London, this thing has caught fire like nothing else. Okay? Everywhere else. And then tomorrow you're going to see the next piece of it, which is going to be the uh, Hunter uh, Biden piece. And all this. Uh, Rudy, you want to go one more time? Are you there? Rudy's gone. So, I don't want to check. I know he wanted to do one more time. I have uh, a caller in the Kiva. Caller, you go ahead. Spaceport is toast. Just like the pilots flying that uh, spacecraft that crashed. That was pilot error, by the way. I'm not going to fly into space with a pilot that crashed the first one by pilot error. And uh, uh, New Mexico, uh, uh, pub- public announcement, uh, uh, Jim, Jim and I are starting an investment company, and we'd like to do business with uh, the state of New Mexico. We'd like to invest some of your taxpayer uh, dollars, please. Jim and I, not Gemini, but Jim and I. Oh, wow, look so, at you. Look yeah, at you. Yeah. Do you have any insight or and, just uh, snarky comments? David, I got 
I got some insight. You talk. You, I was calling because you're talking about uh, high crimes in New Mexico, and uh, has to be real. Uh, has to be real. So you, be, this, you should be able to. You have to prove your work, son. The, the, I know it's real because I committed the high crimes. I have four. <laughs> I have. Okay. I, I have four. I have four not high crimes but misdemeanors. It's in the same category: high crimes and misdemeanors. Okay. And Ra- Ra- Raul Torres uh, told me today uh, that he that he would like to trade me my four misdemeanors for two petty misdemeanors. They want to. They want to re- somehow uh, 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 give me a reduced uh, something to do with the fact that they're. Uh, their, their, their victim slash uh, key witness what? doesn't want to be involved. I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't have enough information to go off of, David. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta prep me, bro. Thank you, thank you. It's, all, you. it's all true. It's- I don't know what to say to that. What? <laughs> Coming from the full hour, we'll do a, we'll do an in-depth exploration. <laughs> an in-depth exploration, <laughs> David. Uh, Dad, I'll let you have the last few words here. Uh, you know, we're gonna folks- go into the uh, Hunter Biden tomorrow. Yeah. Um, oh, as well as play the debate tomorrow. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. The we'll Fox do, we'll debate. My, my fear in the debate is that uh, you know D- Donald Trump's a northeasterner. Those of us you know tri-state northeastern New Englander, we're kind yeah. of tough people. Um, my fear is that as Biden shrinks and shrinks and shrinks and forgets and forgets and forgets, that Trump will still he'll be wanting to go in for the kill. And I think sometimes in 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 circumstances, Mr. Trump, there's a less is more. I, I'm trying to learn that at 48. I still haven't completely learned, learned that lesson. So I would just uh, advise him to be uh, careful, careful, be careful. America doesn't want to see a poor old man beaten up, you know. So uh, play. Oh, it, there is that. Play it smart. Play yeah. it smart. You think that people he's going to get the uh, feel good, feel sorry for me factor? I, I, if 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 uh, if Mr. Trump goes too far, yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting insight. Yeah. Uh, let me. Uh... Gotta sift through all the uh all right, Eddie. Epstein stuff. What a tangled web we we when we first <laughs> practiced to deceive. Very good. Thank you. <sighs> uh Eddie, will you be releasing your Epstein Richardson segment on any of the social media? I don't know. Maybe. It's it's kind of all there. Don't I just keep posting that stuff? Yeah. Somebody's sending me nudie pictures. Why are you sending me nudie pictures? Um we you know, we have a copy of the unsealed uh complaint, so it's for fifty seven pages. So if you want to contact Eddie or contact me, we'll we can yeah, send uh, you PDF. Someone refers to David as show killer, by the way. Ah. <laughs> we know he's there waiting. He'll wait twenty minutes. Nobody can stop what's coming. That's true. Uh nine one 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 outage, likely a test run for some sort of mass criminal chaos and happen. Right. So you guys are so brainy. So smart. That's exactly what it is. Test run. Okay. It is a test run. Nine one one, nine eleven, nineteen. Everything's either nineteen or ninety one. It all adds up to zero because it's a reset. Reset. Think. Think. Think, folks. We've been. How long have we been at this? Come on. You've been with me for nine years. Oh, number nine. Number on this journey. No, <laughs> I'm not going to go. So I'm going to keep playing. Trump's listening to Dowd. Oh. You think Trump's listening to you? Um, I don't know what that means. I don't know. What no, I mean, I was giving some advice. I mean, I hope I hope he takes it. But but, you know, I've been wrong before. But um it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. Um, people, there's still people today. I spoke to someone today who said he uh, he meaning Mr. Biden will yeah. never show up for that thing. He just can't take the risk. Of- no, I just don't think. Do you think that was the nine one one, the setup, and then the close? Oh, I mean, so you're thinking tomorrow, like midday tomorrow, there'll be some sort of national emergency that'll, yeah. that'll no more debates. <laughs> okay, it all right. Be, but I don't this really, year. I'd believe I anything. I don't think as much actually matters or factors into the whole, you know. Um, debates or perception i think that most people already we know where they are it's a matter of of how we count their votes and where we can account for the voter fraud like they, they've already figured out this way 50 ways from sunday and how they're going to string this thing out i've had this terrifying thought the last like, couple days like, it's the chaos is coming it, it, yeah and i keep thinking Boy, do you think trump's going to pull it off do you think he's going to win and then a little voice deep inside me says define win we don't know what win means anymore when the ballot system is a god awful mess. Yeah, you know, uh, how, is he going to win uh, election night? Well, we we know for a fact we will not have a final decision on an election. I mean, night. never fear, folks. We may not all be here when the uh, dust settles, but uh, have no fear that uh, good will win out over evil. Um, and um, to the victor go the uh, spoils. And uh, I believe that we will not get to six three before the election in the Supreme Court. I believe that they will have a calamity that circumvents that because once we can control the Supreme Court, we control the next 25 years. Oh, definitely. Uh, give me the uh, ages real quick of the uh, the 
the uh, Trump appointed Supreme Court. So I think it's like 54, 56, and then uh, 48. Oh, yeah. yeah and that yeah, gets yeah. us to 66, 76. That's, that gets us to RBG's time. So we'll be looking at them for 30 years, 2030. So this is a... This is basically like the 2050 plan, if you're looking at this. Uh, Eddie, loud and clear, listening to you. Hi, Janice. Uh, Kim Trail starting up. Might be a preview of the next round of COVID and flu. Oh, interesting. Uh, you have the review. Saturday's Arc Midnight. Yes, I already got that. Uh, can hear you. Penal County 911 is out. You're good on the app. You're good. I can hear you. Good, good. All right, there we go. 48. 50. Fifty-four, fifty-six, I think is what we're looking mm-hmm. at. And if we had... Got um, Alito's still only... Uh, Alito! Uh, well, he's getting up there. Yeah, he's almost seven, yeah, he's 70. <sighs> well, if I go out, if I finally go out, I go out on top, it'll be four years running, so that'll be you know kind of cool. Nobody's Can't going say out. I go out a loser Nobody's going out. and all that. I'm shocked, ladies and gentlemen, those big, big I talents, shocked. talents so shocked. over at 770 did not win favorite. <laughs> I mean, you're talking those towering intellects and, uh, and fascinating wordsmiths uh, over there, uh, there we go. They, they, who will the, talk for 20 minutes the about their flu shot re- this morning. The voracious readers, uh, right? Wow. Right? The voracious readers. I think that's what, that, that's what it is. Wow. We have an appetite Painful. for reading and, and writing here. I think that's really the, the difference, right? Did you say? I think we have maybe a little more respect for the audience, too. <laughs> I, think, I think they have a little more respect for themselves. That's yeah. why they uh, sort of tune in. So, all right, folks. <sighs> Let's end the show. Let's wrap the show. I appreciate uh, everybody being here as always. We love you. And uh, we'll see what the uh, next 24 hours uh, bring uh, in uh, all this. Uh, thanks for listening. See you bright and early tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Here in the Kiva, AM 1600, KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, com. Download that app. Get all the news. Get all the uh, stations. Stay plugged in uh, 24-7 right there. And, of course, we've got uh, Buck Sexton next, uh, a little Ben Shapiro, and, uh, well, some more interesting news coming out tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day.